0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3280 for Friday the 26th of February 2021. Today's show is entitled, What We Need for the Activity Pub Network and is part of the series, Social Media. It is the 210th show of Ahuka and is about 17 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, this keynote address looks at where federated social media can go if we make it work.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org.
0: Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode. Uh, And I'm going to return to my series on social media by reporting on the ActivityPub Conference 2020. And what I want to do uh, on this episode is talk about the opening keynote, which was provided by Evan Prodromu. Um, Now, I suspect a lot of people listening to this uh, are familiar with Evan, but uh, I would consider him as perhaps the father of Federated Social Media. Um, He was the creator of Identica, uh, which I once had an account on, Status.net. He was the chair of the W3C's Federated Social Web Community Group, and then served on W3C's Social Web Working Group and is a, co-author, a co-editor, I should say, of ActivityPub. Uh, now, his keynote talk was titled, What We Need for the ActivityPub Network. Um, and the idea of an opening keynote is usually not to get extremely technical, but to set a vision. That's what keynotes are for at conferences. Um, And I think he did an excellent job of it. Now, he begins by making a very pertinent point, which is that federated social media does not need to, and indeed should not, replicate the media of surveillance capitalism with just some added free and distributed sauce poured over it. Uh, Now, those media take their form for specific reasons that aid and abet the business models of the companies, such as Facebook and Twitter to the detriment of our communities. That is why they have to promote engagement above all else, because that's their funding source. And if promoting fake news from Russian hackers and QAnon will promote engagement, they don't have any problem with it. They will lean towards it. Now, federated social media, in contrast, does not have that business model, does not need to scale to one billion people, does not have the same legal requirements, and usually does not need to worry about app stores. And if we think back to the early days of social media, we might remember that Facebook and Twitter had APIs at one time that let other people write apps using the platforms in interesting ways. Of course, once the platforms reached critical mass, they closed the APIs and killed all of those other apps. Federated social media has no need to do this. We could build within ActivityPub an API to let people connect and use information. And when you add the idea of a server you can trust, it gets better. Now remember, you can at any time run your own server for any federated app, or you can join with others on a server you can trust. In fact, Evan addresses the idea of your own server very directly, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, now once you do that you can have a social media that meets your needs and not Mark Zuckerberg's and no one is mining your posts looking for hooks that they can use to guide your thinking or sell you something now these are what he thinks of as his guiding principles and they make sense but of course the point of this opening keynote is to say there is still more to do and what are the more things we could do? What do we need here? Well, Evan starts by looking uh, at the fundamentals. Social media is about receiving, storing, and redistributing posts. And at the most basic level, that's what it does. Now, Evan suggests we need a lot more independent servers doing this because a diverse population is more robust. What you don't want to have is a single point of failure or a monoculture. Um, Now, he would separate this back end from the lights and lipstick side. Uh, He wants to see these servers just focus on the three tasks of receive, store, and redistribute. Then let other layers in other places work on building the web and mobile interfaces, of which there could be many. In a way, this seems similar to the web, where the basic plumbing of HTTP is common to every use, but on that plumbing, you can have different websites, different web browsers, and so on. On Facebook, they have rolled out a new interface recently, which most people hate, but it doesn't matter what people think. If it helps Mark Zuckerberg, they'll get it anyway. Now, to get there... One of the first things we need is a standardized API within ActivityPub for client apps. Now, what kinds of client apps are we talking about? Well, the first one, games. We had a lot of games on social media. Remember FarmVille, Scrabble, things like that? Now, my wife loves to play word games online with her friends, and after all, isn't that what the social in social media is about? We could have that in federated media, but without needing to monetize every eyeball. How about some different media? All right, we could have apps that helped us to record audio and video that we then share with our friends, and they could just plug in with an API. <coughs> we could even have something like the Yo app. Which, to be honest, I had never heard of before he brought it up in this talk. But I put a link in the show notes anyway. And it's basically, it's an app that sends a text to your friend saying, yo. (laughs) But now it does include, I understand they've updated it, and it includes some additional information like your location and stuff like that. Um, Suggestors. Finding people when you're new on a network is difficult. Now I have now connected to a number of my Hacker Public Radio and open source friends on Mastodon, but it took a while. Um, Reposters. Now, ActivityPub is already pretty good for this. It can do better. Uh, For instance, uh, I can post a photo on PixelFed and have it automatically repost to Mastodon. But we could do better. And uh, one of the big missing elements right now diaspora is out of the loop because diaspora does not use activity pub and shows no interest in it i find that unfortunate but you know it is what it is uh blockers okay you could subscribe to a block list um i'm seeing some activity like this on Diaspora because various neo-Nazi and QAnon types have been coming in to troll people. Um, but on Diaspora, each person has to actively manage their own block list. So you see a lot of posts back and forth from people, here's another name you can add to your block list. Um, you know, that's, that's that kind of manual intervention is a pain in the butt. Um, Now, block lists are not perfect, but the point is giving people choice is a good thing. Um, How about a trimmer app uh, to pare down your list of friends? If you haven't exchanged messages with someone for over a year, maybe they don't need to be on your friends list. They might not be exactly friends. The next thing Evan gets at is what I would call thinking small. Um, You know, we've all heard go big or go home. But, you know, sometimes small is beautiful, to quote another book from the 70s. Since we do not have a business model that requires monetizing every possible eyeball, we don't need to have monolithic servers that bring the whole world together. We can focus on affinity groups of various kinds, such as churches, neighborhoods, cities, families, schools, universities. Think about universities. Remember how Facebook began? (laughs) It was a university app at Harvard. Uh, Now, groups like this are frequently already a social network. They just don't have all the infrastructure. Now, I see in my own family how awkwardly we try to do it with email. You know, we send things around to people and discover, well, so-and-so didn't get copied, so now I've got to forward that message on, and, you know, it's it's a pain in the butt. Um, And anyone who has ever belonged to a church, synagogue, mosque, etc., knows that these are definitely social networks. No doubt about it. Now, along with thinking small in this dimension, um, Evan also envisions a whole different type of server architecture, like zero config, zero maintenance boxes that are essentially home appliances. You would buy one, plug it in to the outlet for power in your house, and it would automatically find your Wi Fi and connect to it, get an address from dynamic DNS. And then you could connect with your phone, laptop, or tablet. This is where you can really begin to talk about distributed social networks. The way he put it was, here's a box, plug it in, it works. It's a very interesting idea, and I would love to see something like that. Uh, Another possibility that is opened up is what Evan calls the federation of things. Now, we've all heard about the internet of things and if we've heard about it we probably know that in many ways it's awful and unsafe. But what happens if you have super simple smart devices that report back to a server you control? We can start to see a different possibility here because the focus is on our control. You could have sensors all over, but instead of reporting to some company far away with its own interests at heart, they could be reporting to your own server in a way that is safe, secure, private, and respects your autonomy. Now, it will take a lot of work to get there, of course, but ActivityPub opens up possibilities we did not have before. Another possibility, quantified self. I wear a Fitbit and it reports back to the Fitbit servers. The data is for me an opportunity. I like having it. It helps me in some ways. But having it on someone else's server is a liability. Who else might access that data? Uh, What would they use it for? Now, as someone with several health issues, which I have discussed previously on Hacker Public Radio, I have begun to live by the numbers. I test my blood sugar every day. I keep track of my exercise, my weight, my sleep, my blood pressure, my heartbeat, and so on. Now, these are all ways I stay healthy, but I don't necessarily want to share them all with the world. Now, as with the Federation of Things, imagine what happens if instead the data only goes to a server I control and I can decide who gets to see it. In my case, my wife and my doctor would get it, but the point is that I get to decide. I am gathering cool data now, which I sometimes share on social media, but that is through companies who may use my data in ways I would not like. Having an activity pub server would give me more control. Uh, personal digital archive. How about a server you control that has your life history? I do a lot of that right now with websites and web services, but the degree of control varies. I own a few domains and have set up websites on them. Right now they're hosted by a hosting company, but at least I get some control over the content this way. There are costs involved, but the obstacles to running my own server right now are not trivial, and there would be costs there as well. My photo account on Flickr is not free. I have some audio stored on the Internet Archive. I've got a video or two on YouTube, and those I have somewhat less control over. But family history is valuable and worth maintaining if you can do it safely i'm seeing that right now with my family uh, It really was kicked off by the fact that my mother, who is ninety six um, is declining we we basically we just called in hospice um, like a week ago um, and so we are rummaging through family history, looking for photos and and starting to go back and You know, where where was the house where my grandparents lived, which I think is the one I was born in, um, you know, and finding photos and things like that. And it's it's wonderful when you can do that. Um, And I have a photo frame right next to my monitor that runs continuously um, and brings up all of my photos so I can relive some of the trips I've taken and some of my own past history. So I love that. Uh, you know, would it be nice to be able to pass that on to the next generation uh, and be able to do that safely? Now, some of these things that we've talked about here, the personal digital archive, quantified self, federation of things, it's really just hinging on the idea of having your own server. And that doesn't have to be ActivityPub necessarily. Um, On the other hand, um, I believe NextCloud is, in fact, implementing HacktivityPub on their server. So it's becoming part of that ecosystem as well. So what Evan is really talking about here is something so simple that, you know, (laughs) plug it in, turn it on, it works, um, that anyone could do it. All right. Uh, I, I know a lot of the people listening to Hacker Public Radio can set up their own server. But, you know, can your parents, <laughs> can your aunt? <laughs> so that's what Evan is is looking at. So in, in conclusion here, the, the social media we have exists to engage us continuously for the purpose of making money. Have you ever heard or read, you won't believe what happens next? Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. That's it is peddling lies and it's making us less happy and that's not the point exactly but it's an acceptable byproduct of maximizing engagement with federated decentralized social media we could instead devise platforms that make people happier and more satisfied we could optimize for connecting people in a good way instead of feeding conflict instead of doom scrolling we could move to awesome scrolling. So instead of replicating social networks that never served us well, we can look to building networks that serve us the way we need to be served, and we should strike out in a new direction. So I would say Evan Pedromu is clearly someone who has thought both long and deeply about social media, and I thought this was a great opening keynote for the Activity Pub Conference of 2020. And so, with that, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio, signing off and encouraging you to support free software. Bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday.